in a time long since forgotten, Hattori Danzo was once what they called a gamer, deeply rooted in the world of video games. He foolishly turned his back on that world, but now has decided to return. Join him in restoring the blade. Hattori Donzo here. Welcome to episode one of Restoring the Blade. Uh, today I want to talk about E3 2018. I've always, uh, even though the past few years I have not um, been heavily into gaming, I have always paid attention to E3, you know, just because you get to see shit that's coming out and I like to see where where gaming progresses and whatnot. But, you know, these past E3s over the years, to me, didn't really have any games that screamed at me to play them. So that, that kind of was part of the reason that I wasn't heavily into gaming as much anymore. But, holy shit, E3 2018. Multiple games that seemed to speak to me and say, this was created for you, Hattori Danzo. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like the universe knew that I was creating this podcast and the reasons for creating this podcast. So it kind of was like, all right, uh, we're going to make this easy for you. Here's some shit for you to play that you're going to be excited about. <clears throat> so without further ado... <clears throat> I'm going to go down the list here, and it's not many, because I'm very picky about this shit, but I'm going to talk about what I'm looking forward to. So, first on the list, this one I've known about for a while, and it was at last year's E3, uh, and it's Death Stranding. I'm a huge uh, Hideo, or Hideo Kojima fan. Uh, long like Metal Gear Solid is arguably arguably the greatest story in video games as far as a series goes for me and personally that's just my opinion. Uh, and the stealth genre, I love the stealth genre. Anyway, so Death Stranding is his project, first project not being with Konami anymore. And, uh, what, there's not a, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because there's a lot to be said about this game, but there's not a lot to be said about this game, if that makes any sense. Uh, if you, I'm sure a lot of people know about this game, but if you don't know about this game, I'll just kind of make it brief or give you a brief description. Uh, hey, you, there's a lot of people who are into The Walking Dead, right? So Norman Reedus, one of the main characters in Walking Dead, I don't, I, I don't know Walking Dead universe that well. I've never watched an episode, but one of my best friends loves that show and basically has given me the entire plot just talking about it. So Norman Reedus is the main character in this. And I must say the graphics are amazing, by the way. Uh, it looks like some type of 
future this is just my description of it it looks like a futuristic uh horror existentialism game uh it's there's so many like kojima hasn't just flat out said what the game is about and uh each time we get new trailers on it you're left with more questions than answers but that's how kojima rolls he did that with the metal gear solid series as well so even though i don't know what the game's about per se i have no doubt that it's gonna be epic as fuck so i'm excited about that one uh i i can't really say much about the game like i said it's i mean the guy norman reedus's character has this like survival suit uh it seems i don't know if it's earth that they're on it looks like it's possibly earth uh the environments are amazing by the way and he's he says flat out in this latest trailer that he is a delivery guy in a big chunk of the trailer uh, shows him making deliveries and he's got this survival suit like this big imagine an astronaut suit if you haven't seen this and he's carrying shit on his back or he has like little uh hover carriers carrying boxes of what it, we have no idea at one point he's even carrying what looks to be uh, a body i don't know if it's unconscious or if it's a dead a corpse but it's wrapped up like almost mummified. Well, no, I'm not going to say mummified, but it looks like it's got a mummy wrap on it, uh, but a futuristic version. And uh, he's carrying that, you know. Um, it's the horror aspect is there are these shadow like uh, humanoid figures. At first, you don't see them you only see their footprints and their footprints look like hands, actual human hands. And they leave these, when they step into the ground, they leave these footprints with this black substance, like oil like substance behind. And, uh, when you actually get a visual of them, they look like, uh, smoky shadows. So they look like shadows, but comprised of like, like black smoke. And they all have strings that are going attached to something else bigger than them. And uh, from past trailers, you see... Anyway, I don't want to explain the game for you. I'm just excited about this game. Uh, because it's Kojima who's doing it. And it... I mean, it's... To me, it looks like it's going to be horror, which... A good horror game is great. We haven't had really good horror games. Or I haven't played a good horror game in a long time. And uh, the existentialism aspect of it really piques my interest. Because I, I'm a big fan of existentialism. So, yeah. Death Stranding. So next on the list is uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. Holy shit. It looks amazing. Amazing. I'm a pretty big Resident Evil fan. Uh, I played, I've played all of them, believe it or not. Well, I can't say I've played all of them because there's so many spinoffs. But as far as the main series goes, uh, I've played Resident Evil, the original. Um, didn't play Resident Evil 2, actually, because 
I watched one of my best friends play it, so I didn't really have a need to play it because I watched him play the entire game. Uh, but I'm probably going to go back and play it now to get, you know, back into that vibe before the remake uh, is dropped. Uh, and I played three, played four, played five. Didn't play six. It didn't appeal to me. Uh, seven, I do want to play, and I probably will eventually. But I haven't watched much footage on the remake, the Resident Evil 2 remake, because I don't want to be spoiled. I want to just walk into it and just see everything for myself that has been changed and what's been enhanced, and I'm really excited about this game. It seems like the the bits that I did watch seem like they really went back to the horror aspect of it. So once again, another horror game on my list here. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil, granted Resident Evil 4 is, for a lot of people, the best Resident Evil. To me, Resident Evil 1 is the best one, just because it's the original, man. It's, you had to be there. You had to be there for the original Resident Evil. It was, it was, nobody, nothing had come before it that was similar to it. Uh, but the Resident Evil 4 is really high up there for me. It's probably the second best one. Uh, I didn't play Resident Evil 2, so I can't really throw it in there. I did watch it played. I liked the story. I liked it. I watched it being played, so it definitely intrigued me. So I'm excited for this, and I'm looking forward to being kind of creeped out. This one looks like it's going to kind of creep you out. Oh, that's the point I was making, is Resident Evil kind of went into, the series went into that action, more action-heavy, as opposed to the scary uh, part or scary aspect of the series. And that's where it lost me. It became action. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love action games. But I like action games that I can get, that have a more complex combat system or battle engine. And Resident Evil just doesn't do it for me. Or the later iterations of Resident Evil just doesn't do it for me. Uh, I was playing it more for the story just to see what happened to the characters. Anyway. Super excited about Resident Evil Remake. Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I, for the record, I loved the one they did on GameCube. And it's still one of the uh, best-looking games I've ever played, actually, uh, on any system. That game looks amazing. So, on to the next thing on the list is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, this one, for me is interesting because uh, it's an RPG and I don't own a lot of RPGs. I've, I haven't played a ton of RPGs, but the ones that I play tend to be uh, not your typical, you know, sword and shield and you go on a journey and fucking save some princess or whatever. I don't really like those kinds of RPGs. I like... For instance, probably my favorite RPG is Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Just to keep it short on the description, it's a, a modern setting. Uh, Tokyo gets destroyed. You play this kid in high school who survives the destruction of Tokyo by this occult leader or cult leader who 
ushers in a a new type of existence where a new world's going to be born and it's populated by demons and deities and gods and all kinds of supernatural beings and the character itself has to explore this world and survive for one and try to basically figure out what the hell's going on so not your typical uh like i said fantasy rpg i like shit like that so this uh cyberpunk 2077 speaks to me because it's it's got that blade runner feel so like the technology uh aspect of it, it looks like uh like i said blade runner uh reminds me of the fifth element if you've ever seen that movie luke Besson, shout out uh the flying, the hover cars or flying cars or uh, the technological advancements, all the shit you can do. The transhumanism aspect of it appeals to me. Uh, being able, supposedly the character, uh, oh yeah, it'll be a custom character. So you'll be able to create the character however you want, male, female, the features, all that good stuff. And uh, you, you, as far as leveling up from what I've read and found out, you will be able to uh, get enhanced body parts. Transhumanism, man. For instance, eyeballs that zoom in on shit and give you read data of enemy characters, like their level and their all their stats and whatnot. Uh, I I haven't seen what the battle engines like, so I I don't know what I don't know what it's gonna be like, but. Uh, for people that want to know, it's created by the guys who did the Witcher series, uh, Project Red, uh, CD Project Red, I think. And the actual game is inspired by a pen and paper RPG called Cyberpunk 2020. So this one's 2077. Maybe it's later down the road. Who knows? But uh, I don't know a lot about this one. It, the, it looks great. It looks like my something I would get into, um, my science fiction side, uh, and RPGs are cool when they, to me, I like RPGs that aren't your conventional type RPGs. But uh, next on the list is Ghost of Tsushima. This one I've known about. I think it was at the last E3, actually, or whatever, maybe the last game show. I can't keep up with all of them. Uh, Sucker Punch Productions did this one. And uh, I've known about their company for a long time. I just never, they never made a game that appealed to me. Uh, they Sly Cooper was big, and I think Infamous was big with them. But I never played either one of those. But I like that. You know what? I do think it's funny that Sly Cooper was a raccoon and he was a thief. I, that was cool how they did that. Maybe I'll go back and play that one day. Anyway, Ghost of Tsushima. They stated that it is Akira Kurosawa-influenced, who is heralded as one of the greatest directors ever. I think so. I love his films. Uh, he's influenced... For instance, his, uh, if you're a Western fan, The Good, well, not The Good About It, well, yeah, kind of, but Fistful of Dollars is directly like a Western version of an Akira Kurosawa film called Yojimbo, and it's this ronin who 
yeah, I don't want to give away the plot in case you want to watch it, you know. But um, you should watch it, and you should watch Fistful of Dollars too. Anyway, this one's so it's like a, a Ronin type character. It takes place uh, in a historical time of uh, a, a Mongol invasion of Japan. I don't know what year date. I'm not good with that shit. But uh, the Mongols are invading, or Mongolians, however you want to put it. And um, f- what gets me about this game is uh, <laughs> actually the visuals along with the samurai film inspired aspect of it but man it looks great and uh i was listening to one of the interviews with one of the creators and he stated that whatever you see on the map whatever you if you're playing the game whatever you see in the distance you should be able to reach reach it get to it i like that that's cool so it's more like an adventure as opposed i mean there's combat there's I like the 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 sword katana combat or whatever you want to call it. That's what initially drew me to it. But seeing the gameplay videos of it, it doesn't look very complicated, which I'm okay with, uh, because the it looks more atmosphere uh, in based. Like for instance, there's one fight you see where there's this. It's obviously it's autumn or fall. There's red leaves everywhere. There's a sunset. The wind's blowing the leaves. You get mud on your shoes or on your clothes as you fight. It's, it's, it's the combat's more about the whole picture as opposed to how skilled you are, if that makes sense. Which I'm okay with because it looks like it's going to be delivered very beautifully. Uh, looks like a huge open world that you can explore. And one of the things I really liked about it was uh, you in the, in the trailer, in the gameplay trailer, you saw the main character encounter some Mongols and they were terrorizing people, obviously. And they were speaking in Mongol and there were no subtitles. And I thought that was really cool as far as what they're going for to immerse you in this world. So it kind of puts you in the in the. Uh, perspective of the main character you know these foreigners invading his land you don't know what the fuck they're saying but you know they're killing people so you got to do something and i think it's more intimidating that you know you don't know what they're saying but they're speaking to you in this language that you don't yeah i you know what i'm saying anyway cool shit looking forward to uh ghost of tsushima so then we have Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Uh, This one's... uh, Man, I'm really looking forward to this for multiple reasons. One, it's done by From Software, who my first From Software game was Armored Core. Anybody who knows what that is, shout out. Uh, Armored Core, basically it was you could build a mech and fight shit, go on missions, cool shit. And then Demon Souls was the next thing I got into with that was made by From Software, and then they did Dark Souls, and you know Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and Dark Souls series kind of really put them on the map. Like everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people 
love those games. And I'm glad they did that. They deserve to get super popular. Uh, the director, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, he's, he, you know, he's brilliant. So I had to name drop him. So this Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, it's not a Souls game. So just get it out of your head if you're thinking, oh, this is a spiritual successor. No, it's not. This is its own. This is something new that they're working on. I love that. Because for years, Hideo Kojima wanted to do something different. But he just, he got held down. He had to keep doing Metal Gear. And he wanted to do new things. And I can only imagine what he would have done. Uh, he got, he dabbled in some stuff. He did that Zone of the Enders, the second runner, which is an amazing game. Uh, but anyway. So Shadows Die Twice is, I'm just going to refer to it as Shadows Die Twice. Uh, the main character is a shinobi. That's, man, I, my, I love ninjas and shinobi. They're, I love ninja games. They're probably the highest on, ninjas are like one of the coolest things in existence for me. I've loved ninjas since I was a kid in the 80s. Uh, yeah. So, I'm down with ninjas. Or this one, they're calling the Shinobi. There's going to be stealth. And, you know, Activision uh, collaborated with them or funded them on this project. Which Activision uh, brought the Tenchu series to us. And I love Tenchu. Tenchu Wrath of Heaven, man. Oh, love that shit. So, I could see kind of why this relationship is happened between From Software and uh, Activision. So there's going to be stealth, which I think is awesome. I love stealth games. Uh, you'll be able to sneak around from what I've read and listened to, and you can listen to conversations of enemies, and they kind of drop hints for you or, like, give secrets. Uh, the But the main thing is the, sh the Shinobi character has this prosthetic arm, uh, and it has multiple uses. And you see in the gameplay trailer, or not the gameplay trailer, yeah, I guess some gameplay, but in the trailer at E3, you see him, he got into a fight with uh, a samurai character, and he gets his arm cut off. Uh, so I guess it gets replaced with this prosthetic, and from the trailer, it has multiple uses. Uh, you see it used as a grappling hook, uh, this really cool shield that kind of like, spins out like a fan it's really cool how they do it you should watch the trailer uh you can use it as an axe there's an axe that i saw it bashing through these shields that these enemies had i saw it shoot fireworks out this horse was coming at him the samurai mounted on horseback was coming at him and he shoots these fireworks out of his arm and the horse freaks out and the, i think the samurai like has to either you know try to control the horse or he falls off i don't remember uh and i read somewhere that it'll also be able to fire shurikens uh ninja stars for those that don't know what shurikens are um the arm will be upgradable that's cool i think a lot of focus is going to be on that arm and the battle engine itself seems to center on sword play and like having different sword styles is what, from what I understand. Uh, so blocking and parrying and countering are going to be huge. 
Uh, you're probably going to have to be patient in these sword fights. I like that. This is going to be some deep technical combat. That's what, I, that's what I'm, I'm in it for. Supposedly, possibly you can end the fights in one blow if you parry perfectly, which I think is awesome. Um, so the skill level will be... If you can get get skilled at this game, it's going to be highly rewarding from what I understand. Uh, the giant bosses are there as far as like, you know, uh, if you want to say Souls related, soul the Soul series related, there are like two or three huge bosses you fight. Um, it looked really cool. There was one fight where the guy was fighting this samurai dude on horseback. And he uses the grappling hook to attach to the guy from a distance. And he pulls himself in and, like, slices the guy and gets out of harm's way. Really, really nicely done. And speaking of that, the grappling hook will be part of your like, exploration. The, the game supposedly is going to be heavy on exploration. Um, you start out in a lot of rural areas, but eventually you're going to get to a huge city and be able to explore that. And uh, I'm just, I'm super excited for this game, man. It's Seems like it's gonna be a really cool and different ninja game. And I when's the when's the last time we had a ninja game, man? You know? I don't know. I don't know. And I love the Ninja Gaiden series. Ninja Gaiden Black is in my top five probably favorite games ever that I've ever played. But you know, Ryu Hayabusa, he's a super ninja. He just he doesn't have to sneak around. He just destroys everything in his path. It doesn't matter what it is. So we haven't had like a Tenchu-style ninja game. And it seems like this will have elements of Tenchu with the stealth. Uh, but, in it, but it seems like the combat's going to be way better than Tenchu. So I'm excited. And then last on my list is obviously Devil May Cry 5. Uh, the previous podcast episode, episode zero, was about my initial reaction on Devil May Cry 5. Uh, Hideaki Itsuno is once again at the helm. He did Devil May Cry 2, which is, I feel bad for the guy. But he learned and he improved and did Devil May Cry 3, Devil May Cry 4. So we're in good hands here. So I have more detailed information on the game than I had on the initial podcast there. So it takes place in this city called Red Grave City, which I think is cool because in the original Devil May Cry in the instruction manual, it kind of gives like a prologue and it talks about Tony Redgrave is like Dante's alias. So that's cool that Tony Redgrave, Red Grave City, you know, uh, there's this demon invasion. There's this huge demon tree. And uh, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know if there's a gate to hell open. If this, the tree is the gate to hell. Uh, that guy that I said in the previous podcast, the guy at the beginning, I, I've known you a long time. I don't know if you're going to be able to handle this. That guy I found out is Morrison. He's from the Devil May Cry anime. So they, they brought anime characters or they brought a anime character into the game or an anime character into the game, which I think is cool. They also brought in, uh, like a manga-related character as well with Nico. Her grandmother is uh, Nell Goldstein, or Goldstein, however you want to say it. <laughs> that makes me think of young Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Anyway, Neil, Nell Goldstein created Dante's uh, 
pistols, ebony and ivory in the in the manga. And uh so her granddaughter, Nico, creates Nero's robotic arms. So I think that's cool how they incorporated that. Uh so it looks like they're tying all of it together, which I think that's really cool to have a big uh overall narrative on multiple uh media anime manga game anyway so i found out the arm the artificial arm that nico creates or she creates multiple versions of them they're called devil breakers instead of the devil bringer that's cool uh they're going to be customizable some of the the uh abilities i saw in the trailer uh one ability was he slowed down the enemy like he did something to it and the enemy slowed down and you know once the enemy slowed down like that you can just do whatever you want uh the electric burst the electric burst i i mentioned earlier in the previous podcast it looks like he can uh that burst takes the shape of this giant hand and he can like smash enemies to the ground or push them back uh also the uh there's a grappling attachment, which is kind of like the devil bringer. You can bring the enemies to you. Uh, you can shoot one of the de- the robotic arms or the devil breakers as a projectile. It looks it looks like, and you can jump on it and f- fly around on it like a skateboard almost. Uh, just, I'm excited to see how many abilities you're going to be able to unlock with that with those things. The graphics are, Itsuno said the graphics, they wanted to create this with photorealistic graphics, which the graphics, like I said, are amazing, like amazing. Uh, and he said that it, it was really difficult to create a, this style of game because usually action games like this are have some exaggerated mo- exaggerated motions. So to do a photorealistic version of these types of games is really difficult. So my hat's off to them for doing this, attempting this. And I think that they're, it's not, they're not going to release something that's shitty. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. The Oh, I found out some details about Nero. So Nero has the van, has the Devil May Cry sign on it. Dante actually, according to the manga, gifted Nero the devil may cry sign and Nero's uh, devil may cry office is actually the van. And uh, Nico is an associate in the company. And she also happens to develop his devil breaker weapon. Uh, So I think that's really cool how Dante basically knighted Nero to be like, Hey, carry the mantle. Uh, there was a, I found out that there was a huge leak last year and some of the information that was leaked actually was legit with the with the drop of this trailer. Uh some of it, you know, wasn't right, but that's the nature of leaks. But a lot of it more more information was accurate than not. So I took a deeper look at it and some of the things that I'm kind of keen on now is Supposedly, there's going to be. Uh... Oh, I nailed I nailed it in the in the, my previous podcast. The camera system. It does say the camera system is going to be. Uh, the the development team is boasting that it's going to be more dynamic camera system, uh, and I could tell. Like I said, in the all the other Devil May Cries, the camera just seems to not. 
be close enough to the action. And I think with this, they're they're going to move it in when it needs to be moved in and pan it out when it needs to be panned out. It really looks like they really developed something new, so I'm with it. Uh, something that I don't, I'm not sure about that how they're going to do this, if it's true, if this was in the leak. The leak said that there's no stamina bar. Uh, I'm assuming by stamina bar they mean the health bar. If there's not going to be a stamina bar, I wonder how they're going to do the damage. And there's games that don't have stamina bars. Like, uh, for instance, I think Red Dead Redemption. I think I could be wrong, actually. I've played games that don't have stamina bars, and you kind of just, the more damage you take, you you just eventually die. Uh, the screen gets all blurry, and you start slowing down, and... It it can be done, but for an action game, I don't know if it's going to be, that's going to be a good way to do it. I am curious if they do opt to not have a stamina bar. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how they do it, because so far it looks very creative on this this game in general, this iteration, or this next entry in the series. It looks like they're really trying to evolve the series and bring it back for people who play the series and make it relevant to people who haven't played who might want to play bring in some new fans so those are the games i'm excited about for e3 or for most of these games are coming out next year so for 2019 uh if you would like to if you're listening to this and you have anchor which i'm on the anchor app right now you can actually uh send me a voice message through anchor and tell me about the games you're excited for from e3 and uh i'd like to put them in one of my following episodes you know that's that'd be cool to me so uh that's that. Hattori Donzo, out.